Welcome back into House of Wrestling, everybody. It is me, Nick Hausman, and joining me today in the House of Wrestling living room, we have uh, some wonderful incense going. Uh, the, the dog is sleeping by the door. And coming out of Apter's Alley, it is our very good friend, Bill Apter. And for those that can't see, Bill is holding up a Andy Kaufman action figure right now to, to kick things off here today. Oh, and Jerry Lawler's entered the fray. Jerry Lawler chest bumping with Andy. Andy, with the reversal, looks to be going for the pile driver, and down he oh goes! God. Andy Kaufman with the pile driver on Jerry Kaufman. Lawler. Kaufman. Remember, I'm a New Yorker living in Kauf. Pennsylvania. It's Kaufman. Kaufman. Now, Bill, we were just talking before we went on the air. You you used to play the Catskill Mountains, right? Yes. You used to Catskill Comedy? To, well, no, it wasn't comedy. I was with a, uh, a group of four people. We sang, and we it was a, a musical review. It was about an hour and 15 minutes. We sang. We did some comedy, but it wasn't joke type of comedy. It was comedy songs, like uh, a long, long time ago, as everyone would know, as Adam said, beneath the apple tree, the angels came, they say, and took one rib away and made a woman out of it for Adam's company. I had an x-ray taken and my doctor said to me that I had one rib missing from my anatomy. Oh, I want my rib. I That's comedy songs we did back then. Were they eating ribs while you sang about no, the ribs? No, they were all kosher places. They couldn't do that. You can have beef but, ribs, right? But we, What's that? You can have beef ribs, can't you? You can, I guess so. I'm not kosher so it doesn't matter okay great well the only so, reason i bring this up other than the fact that i'm really happy you sang that awesome wonderful well song we also it. did broadway reviews where we did <laughs> a lot of uh we did we did tons of uh broadway show music yeah in the show uh, we did a lot from fiddler uh, sure. a lot from sound of music yeah and yeah i used to have a fake beard that i put on uh as, as tevia from the uh, uh fiddler on the roof and uh when i would i would uh sing the song and they'd have uh, like girls behind me Russian dancing and stuff like that. It was very cool. Well, they should slow down. They don't need to rush. I was going to say something like that, but <laughs> I let you. Okay. So the reason I bring it, because obviously I'm thrilled to finally be in the house <laughs> of wrestling. Thank you, Bill. It's, I have a house. You have an alley. I do. After's alley. I have a house of wrestling. You have after's alley. Yeah, I'd like to merge them one day. I'd like to think geographically on the made-up pro wrestling neighborhood map that we're in proximity to each other. Well, you know what? It's a beautiful day in the wrestling neighborhood. A beautiful day in the wrestling neighborhood. Would you be? Could you be? Could you be my wrestle neighbor? Wow. Hi, everybody. Wow. That's great. That You know, that could be the new intro for House of Wrestling. Why don't we do that? Okay, so the reason I brought up the Catskill Mountains... Flashing back three minutes here now is because I had watched a Catskills documentary not long ago and found out Andy Kaufman also used to play the Catskill Mountains. Only much like what happened on Saturday Night Live, I think they like ran him out of the Catskills. I don't think they liked him wrestling the women when he would come to town or so. I so I, I never heard of that because the oh. uh, uh, back in the days when I was in the Catskills, it was very traditional entertainment you usually had a comedian open the show and the singer was the star and the, all the uh the comedians were um uh 
they were just regular, you know, there was no F-bombs and there was nothing risque. What I, what I hated about it was when I used to go with my parents to there and we'd go to the Catskills and there'd be a Jewish comedian and he'd get tell a risque joke at the beginning. He'd go, and then the man and the woman went together and if and I didn't speak that. So we'd go to an Italian, an Italian resort okay. weeks later, right? Okay. The yeah. same comedian. <laughs> Yeah, and the man and woman, they got together and she had a punk at a It was exactly the same thing. Okay. Well, this didn't go as well as I thought. I I'm thought sorry. I was going to successfully segue into to some Andy Kaufman talk, but yet here we are having uh, an intelligent conversation about the Catskill Mountains. Um, so for those that don't know Bill, um, and they haven't read your book, and they everyone for, Wait, first what, of all, what, what book? The, is Wrestling Fixed? Well, I didn't know it was broken. Uh, there you go, bada boom. Look at this two man routine here. Yeah, Bill yeah, wrote no, a we book. We should talk about Andy Kaufman, which is, yeah. Why right, well, you in here? that's why I wanted to bring you in, Bill, because again, I'm sorry for people, I hijacked the show, Nick. It's, Bill, you could do literally whatever you want. There, You you are the foundation yeah, on which nah, House of Wrestling is built. Taking off his clothes, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, now, for those that don't know, haven't read the book, should read the book, should go buy the book. Lots of great stories. But you get into in the book. How, uh, just to give everybody the quick uh, recap, uh, Andy Kaufman, you befriend Andy Kaufman in the New York market, right Vince there. McMahon Sr., there you are on the cover of the book. It's Bill and Andy, and he's adjusting the little neck uh, 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 neck, neck brace. brace. Neck brace. And so Bill befriends Andy Kaufman in the New York no, market. No, it was the other way around. Okay, well, Andy Kaufman, Kaufman befriends bill after in the new york market while trying to break into vince mcmahon seniors world wrestling worldwide wrestling federation do i have correct. that correct? correct okay now vince senior he doesn't want to have anything to do with andy right well no, he he was very polite with him he was very nice but he didn't want any part of a comedian um being in in, in the ring doing wrestling yeah well in the long run probably not much foresight there from from Vince Senior because then you would put uh, Andy in touch with Jerry Lawler mm -hmm. from your apartment, right? You you do the phone in call, Queens. you get yeah. you get Jerry on the phone, and you are the one to make the introduction between Jerry and Andy Kaufman, which would go on to create this leg legendary feud, right? Correct? And remember now, Jerry Lawler did not believe that I had him there when we called him one o'clock in the morning he says you've got andy kaufman the guy starring in taxi in your little roach infested apartment and i said yeah and that's that's how it started yeah okay and so were other were there any other actors of the time that had gone to memphis or done anything like this that, that jerry lawler had played in that sandbox with that gave you the idea that maybe jerry would be the right fit for andy kaufman no no i just knew that Memphis had, you know, they had Dracula. I'm not Dracula. They had Frankenstein, the mummy. So they did a lot of shtick way before WWE or WWF at that time when Vince Jr. took it over long before uh, he even got on the uh, on the road with all the shtick. So yeah. how 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 successful were you were you with keeping up with what Andy was doing? Because at the time there's no internet. You're in New York. He's down in Memphis. Were you regularly getting to see what Andy was up to, or was it coming? He called in me. He called me almost every day, and really? the editors at the magazine when he called me would go, "Get him off the phone. We have magazines to get out. What 
you can't spend 20 minutes with this guy. And they so didn't what, care who he was because we, we were producing magazines. And so that was the important thing there. But no, he'd call me every, every few days uh, or Jerry Lawler would call me and let me know uh, what they're doing. But, but we talked as if it was a shoot. We didn't, we didn't do it in the vein of smart. He just said, Andy and I are going to wrestle again on Friday or whatever. We did, we did. I never pulled out of him what they were going to do. I didn't want to because okay. that, that's who I was in the, in the business. If they wanted to tell me, that was great. But I never really delved into that. That's why a lot of the promoters... And the wrestlers respected me because I never really asked, hey, what are you doing in the match tonight? What's the finish? I never asked. If they wanted to tell me, like about a world title change or something, they were welcome to tell me. But I never really asked. Now, here, real, as a tangent real quick. Now, do you think that I ask bad questions that always start trouble? Because that's what Paul Heyman said that's to my a face. a terrible question. <laughs> I do things very differently than you do, Bill, because it's like a I different do era. It's, it's a, a different it's era. A, yeah. Yes. Hold on. I need a food adventure tic tac break. <laughs> Best tic tacs ever. Okay. Food okay adventure. Anyway. Brief segue um, into our non sponsor no, uh, right there. So, um, tic tacs. Um, it's a and, different era, a different generation. What you are doing, Nick Houseman, right. is you are doing what a legit White House reporter would do at a presidential press conference. Yeah. I saw, In pro I saw... wrestling, that's not, or sports entertainment, that's not generally appreciated by the people running the company. Yeah, I don't know. It's I'm... not wrong. It's not wrong. But I I just don't. And we're going back to your, uh, uh, to your CM Punk situation there that caused quite a firestorm right i watched it i i thought it was great but i you know uh again i'm an old school guy so i didn't appreciate all the cursing and everything that was going on sure all the picking on people uh, it could have been where cm punk could have just said hey you know i really don't want to answer that or or you know it, it's not an appropriate question here at the uh, press conference but everything's wide open these days because of um, the internet and the way the business has changed. I feel like Andy would love to be in a situation like this because there's so few situations left in pro wrestling where people are like unsure of what could be real, could be fake. I just see a lane here that AEW has where they could do something really different right now if everybody could get on the same page. I, I don't know what is preventing that. That's the only thing here. I don't know. you Because... The whole veil has been pulled back over pro wrestling and sports entertainment. Sure. I think a lot of people like a CM Punk, who I respect very much, by the way, he's a great pro wrestler. He really is. Um, but I think that the fans of today that are into AEW, New Japan, Ring of Honor, um, MLW are kind of like the modern day fans from ECW where they want to hear what's real and what's not. And that that's my feeling. Does that make sense to you? 
No, it does. And that's the thing is like Punk went out there and he had this very real thing. And then in the wake of it, I feel like we're getting all this finger pointing and kind of half truths and his side versus my side. And I just... think I think I think a lot of it had to do with the language. I really do. Yeah, I think it made a, I think it made it a lot more volatile because of the language where if this was Andy Kaufman. He did use that kind of language. I was about to say, Andy was dropping no, no, curse words. He did, you know? but I yeah. don't know if he would have done that in the pro wrestling genre. Um, I know they bleeped him a hundred times at the Letterman show. I was <laughs> there. I was right. there. And Let's... I knew that wasn't going to make it on TV, that I, they were going to bleep that. Um, but I don't know. It's a great question. In today's modern pro wrestling sports entertainment environment, if uh, Andy would have done that, or if he did do it, he I think because he respected the business so much, he might have wanted it bleeped. So you just real quick before we get to Saturday night, or not to Saturday night, before we get to Letterman here, uh, I wanted to take a half step back uh, and just for a moment, you said that Andy used to call you every day or every other day, every couple uh -huh. of days, yeah. and you you talked about what it was like to talk to Lawler. What was what was it like to talk, talking to Andy Kaufman on a regular basis back then? Just Which, a reg, regular guy, very polite. And he was asking about wrestling news. Yeah, he asked, well, you know, what's going on in the Carolinas, what's going on in Florida. Okay, so who were like, yeah, who were the wrestlers that Andy was, was keeping tabs on? Who was it that had Andy Kaufman's attention? Well, mostly he wanted to know about people who weren't wrestling, Buddy Rogers and Fred Blassie. Really. So what yeah, those was he just, his look, just looking his for heroes. just trying to milk you for road stories, things like Not that? Not milk me for them. Um, <laughs> no, no, Buddy Rogers and Fred Blassie. I think you said Rhodes, didn't you? Mm. I said, uh, I said, uh, he didn't have to. I don't, I don't know if I said Rhodes or not. I thought I, you said Rhodes, but okay. yes, uh, Buddy Rogers was his hero as well. And I, I got him to meet Buddy eventually at the Playboy Club in uh, Atlantic City. I wasn't with them. But they telephoned me when they were together, and uh, and he he wanted to be Buddy Rogers. See, he was never a comedian. He never wanted to be called a comedian. He was an he was a heel entertainer, right? That's really what he was. You know, I think I sit here and I think, and I had never really realized. I had never thought about this until we were having this conversation here right now. So, flash forward to where we where we left off there. You were in New York. You were at the David Letterman show the night of the incident between Craig Peters and I photographed it from behind the cameras. So you're there. You have a front. So I have a front row seat to CM Punk's AEW All In. Now wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait okay. A minute. We were back. Craig and I were backstage. Okay. Before they went on, they were not sitting any. They were in two different dressing rooms. Andy and Jerry were. They hated each other. That well. was the. That was the the shtick back right. then with them, and they kept they kept the kayfabe alive. And after the incident happened, the security took Andy out in an elevator, and Lola went out in a different elevator, and they went in two separate uh, cars that they didn't drive, that they were picked up by the uh, Letterman people. So, yeah, it was totally, you wouldn't see them together. So a lot of people ask me, you know, what was it like? You're sitting there, you're watching CM Punk do this. You know, what's going through your head? You know, obviously I was like kind of a part of it, but, you know, in the, in the grand scheme of thing really wasn't me. You're watching this exchange play out, right, between Andy and Jerry. 
Are you mm-hmm. completely caught off guard? Or were you sitting here yes. thinking this totally. is great? Did you think totally. this was terrible? Did you think I'm oh my god, Jerry's gonna kill this man? I What's thought going it was through- great. It was great because they were, you had two guys here promoting pro wrestling. It, it made people say, "Oh my god, I got to watch this uh, this stuff." If this is what it's like, a lot of people didn't know what was going on. A lot of people, I, I never heard one person say oh that was great on the letterman show it was fake never heard one that was totally real right everybody it really was and that's the thing about the punk situation is i wish there was a way that they could have come together and been like that was a real thing but we can do business here with everybody thinking this is a real thing it's just a shame to me that it's all fallen apart you know my prediction Go for it. My prediction. As you know, they're going to um, tic-tacking again here. Yes, I think we can all hear the tic-tacks. Our non-sponsored. These are not breath breath mints. They're candy. They are candy. Uh, Anyway, my prediction is I heard the tickets are going great for Wembley. Mm -hmm. I think it'll go over the top if they announce that CM Punk is on there. So I I think the underground talks, and I don't know about this, are going toward that. What do you think about the report that there could be a Saturday show being added and they would put Punk on Saturdays and keep the Elite on Wednesday and just basically create different rosters to... Yeah, like to, we're on SmackDown. Right, but but more... It sounds like great, but the impetus of this is these guys can't get along. We just got to physically create space for them. We got to put them on different brands. Do you think... Well, they, a- if they're going to do a Saturday show anyway... To draw people, if Punk's going to be the uh, the star of a Saturday night show, then it's good no matter who's on it. Right. With him. I, I mean, to me, it's the old thing where Vince McMahon uh, was, like, well, this guy's never going to work for us again. But then when something comes up that um, is going to draw money for them, you know what? Let's bring him back. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah well, and I don't. I, I think Punk would be happy to come back to WWE and have that marquee. Yeah, but ha- how much? Ring. How much is it really valid to think that Punk and the Elite and is this all what Andy Kaufman would have done? That's what I'm trying to get back to here, Bill. Like these are mm-hmm. Andy's waters, right? right? This guy would have looked at this situation and hopefully figured out a way to kind of be like, "Hey, can we all?" Yeah, but maybe out? they all do get along. I don't get that vibe, Bill. I, I've been talking to a doing, lot of people. Maybe they're doing it so well. I don't think so. We, we don't I know. hope I would love to dream. I I would love to dream a dream. Uh, you know, but I I just uh Les Mis, right? I think I got that one right. Great song. Uh, great song. But I don't I just don't see it, Bill. Um anyway, back to Andy. No, it's just hypothetical, you know, what sure, I'm, sure. I'm thinking because we don't know that uh midnight one night in a diner in suburbs of Chicago that uh, the Young Bucks and CM Punk kept and hey let's meet there nobody hangs out there and let's what do you want to do I don't know let's go to the diner and see that's the thing is Bill you've you've had to have seen this kind of situation rinse and repeat a hundred times a hundred times where guys didn't get along with each other but when it came down to making money with each other I mean look at the people that didn't want to work with um, Ultimate Warrior, and yet they made tons of money together. Or right. Ultimate Warrior not wanting to work with some other people, but eventually, you know, 
things things change you know if it's business is business you if you have a day job a lot of people don't work with people that they all like but they have to work with them it's going to be a real anomaly if this comes and goes and these guys are never able to bury the hatchet, you know, and uh, look, a fight is a fight. Things get physical. I understand. Right. Trust is lost. But they're like Bret Hart punched Vince McMahon in the face. His boss. Right. Like, imagine if Punk had rocked Tony Khan. Right. That oh, would you be know what? Vince McMahon deserved it. But I forgive him now. Anyway. <laughs> So was that a work? Anyway, no, we're not going down that rabbit hole. No, um, no, I get that. And a lot of people think that uh, that whole Vince McMahon, Bret Hart thing was um, staged as well. <laughs> There's, you know, the conspiracy theory where, so when you come back here, uh, I, I need you to give me a black eye. Don't worry about it. Just hit me. <laughs> There's There's conspiracy theories that I'm involved in all this somehow, Bill. Just this past weekend on Reddit, long, 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 long conspiracy thread written that culminated with the question of why is Nick Hausman in the right place at the right time for all these moments? As if I'm the puppet master here. So wait a minute. I was in the same position way before the internet where wrestlers wanted to know why is Bill after here when the NWA world heavyweight championship is being just, you know, somebody told me they wouldn't tell me the title is changing hands. Right. The promoter would call me and just say, be in, Chicago for our show on Saturday night. It's important. That's it. <laughs> I feel like that Jaws scene right now where we're just showing each other each other's scars where it's like, oh yeah, yeah well, here's another situation. I, I remember right. in Chicago, your hometown here. Right. Um that Ric Flair looked when he saw me uh, the night they were going to switch it to uh Ricky Steamboat and he said to me, What are you doing here? And I said, shooting pictures. He says, It's not happening tonight. Okay. <laughs> You're here. Everybody knows. Oh, yeah. Wow. You're laughing, but this is. No, the, I know. I'm laughing. This is I'm what it was in the trenches back then. I'm la I laugh when I'm uncomfortable thinking about you being in an awkward situation like that. Oh, I loved it. Um. So you. So Andy. So all. Of, so Andy Kaufman finally gets the nod here. Many, many years in the making. People have called on it for years. And uh, unfortunately, you didn't get to go to WrestleMania uh, this year, this WrestleMania weekend. You had a you had an issue come up that prevented you yeah. from coming to yeah. town, yeah. right? So uh, it, it was I was super bummed to hear that. First of all, because I wanted to, to spend some time with you. Second of all, because I know how much this induction means to you. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the actual induction itself with Jimmy and Andy's siblings? Um, how how did you think it came across? I thought it was wonderful. I absolutely yeah. thought it was wonderful. I really did. Uh, his family seems like a nice, warm, together family, and he was the—he uh, was probably the outlaw of the family. <laughs> yeah, I was—I thought it was really great seeing his siblings out there. Yeah, me being too. Proud, me being too. Proud I didn't know brother. he had that large of a family. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they had a big house to go in what, Long I Island. He's Long that. Island guy, like like you, right? Well, I well, born in the Bronx, grew up in Queens. Queens. Oh, sorry. But no, no, I was Long Island when I when I got hitched. We moved out to Long Island. Yes. Okay, got it. Wonderful. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I love that segue. Is, I got it. Wonderful. Next, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. We're right there with you, Bill. Uh, well, I it was. I thought it was just really well done. And Jerry Lawler obviously was seen for the first time since. Oh, uh, I felt so bad that he couldn't be there. Right, you know, because he's obviously the person who everyone would have loved to have seen give yes. the in, in, induction to to Andy. Um, yes. You, I know you've been in touch a little bit with Jerry. 
Uh, I don't know if you want to give everybody a little idea of like how he's doing and, and what it meant for you to see him be able to to string together the words he did to, to say about Andy. Well, like the string together of the words was uh, was great. Um, but he should have been there. I talked to him a few days before and he said he, he can't do it. Yeah. He can't do it. Just so physically yeah. he still, didn't feel up. I it. haven't talked to him in about two or three weeks, but several people who I know who talk to him uh, regularly just say, you know, he's going through recuperation at this point. Yeah, man. Oh, wow. Uh, send the he's, best he's, one of my, he's probably, you know, he, in my book is wrestling fixed. I didn't know it was broken. Thank you. Um, he uh, wrote the forward for my book as well. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. I'm well aware of that. As yeah. I have, I think, two copies on my shelf back here a hard oh, copy. Great. Thank you. I Thank have you. a softback and a hardback. I have two oh, versions. Thank of you. It. Um, so with, with Andy going into the Hall of Fame, that was a very interesting pick. They also had Tim White go into the Hall of Fame this year, the first referee. Yeah, that was great. Oh, I, uh, Tim was a good friend. As my, I, I knew him and mainly uh, in the days that he was refereeing in New York and, uh, uh, as Andre's uh, role uh, road manager, yeah, right, yeah, and that, that's a lot, of, a lot of stories about Tim. I guess the, where I'm going with this though is you got a ref in there now, you got somebody like Andy Kaufman in there now. Do you think there is a day where we ever see a pro wrestling journalist, perhaps you go well, into it's the not going to be you after that CM Punk thing? I'm telling you, hey. <laughs> Come on. Just, that was another just, company. We all were making jokes about I'm it at WrestleMania. We were having just a good time. We're just kidding time. with you. That's fine. What do you think, Bill? Do you think that you think we'll ever see the day, or do you think that the uh the iron curtain is too strong with WWE to welcome? No, the no, president I think like if that. they open up a media division like they have a uh, uh thing for entertainers, right? If they open a uh, media division, uh hopefully I'll get in there. Uh, George Napolitano needs to go in at the same time as me. Yes, I agree. Yeah, and, and and Paul Heyman's in that weird kind of well, category. Well, Paul was, you know, mainly the photographer and <laughs> elbowed us out of the way and stuff. But yeah, he belongs in there too, and he would be the one to do the induction for you. Sure, because he did, he sh shot pictures for me and George. He shot photos right next to us on the <laughs> ring. Fair enough. I had I never really thought about. I guess who you would pick, Paul Heyman. Would be a great person. No, I'm just saying he would be the logical person. Yeah, no, it makes yeah. a ton of sense. Um, yeah, and, he, and he worked. He did the same job as we did. I think that he would. I think he might be the big fish at the Hall of Fame next year in Philly. Like, why wouldn't you put Paul Heyman into the Hall of Fame when WrestleMania goes to Philadelphia? I don't know. A lot of people are saying that I'm going to be uh, in there as well because I, I agree. Thirty five minutes out of there, but that's not what that company thinks i think the company thinks that uh i am really well known when i went to the new japan show in philadelphia a few days before we taped this um i was amazed how many fans that just follow new japan knew who i am not who i was i'm still alive right um as we can see but, and hear you right now yes yeah. yes but i don't know you know i've been on uh WWE documentaries all over the place. As you know, you see me on a lot of those. Uh, but I don't know if they think that I'm well known enough to get that nod, except maybe if it's the Warrior Award for uh, bringing journalism to pro wrestling as one of the people who did it before the advent of the internet. Very fine case to make, Bill. I mean, I'm clamoring for it, you know, and well, I'm I running. 
for a Hall of Fame induction in Philadelphia. I want all you people. Oh, here we go. All you House of Wrestling fans and all you fans that follow me on Sports Kida to start getting in touch with the WWE and say that you can finish that. Uh, I'd say uh, you should go induct uh, Bill Apter into yeah. the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah. I'm in 18 um, independent Hall of Fames. 18. I'd love to hear you be like, I don't know if I'm well-known enough. Bill, when you walk into a room, grown men become children in front of oh, your eyes. God. It is amazing the reaction people get give you when you, when you enter <laughs> Yesterday, a room. there were two fans around the corner from the uh, old ECW uh, arena. There were no other fans around at that point. I was going to get my car. And two guys, they were wonderful guys, two fans, they looked and they, one of them looked at me and said, holy SH, can I shake your hand? I said, only if I can shake your hand. So, oh, my God. And we, we talked for like uh, 10 minutes. And the, these two young guys, I never would have figured would have known who I am at all. And they said, right. well, we watch your videos online and all this kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. You You're very over, cool. Bill. People who I don't think know who I am, 15 and 16-year-olds. That, uh, But it, it's funny that most people, what most people remember me for and that's like the singer that's always known for that one hit song. Oh, My hit song was working at PWI. Yeah. That's what everybody, no matter what I do after, did afterwards, it doesn't matter. That's what my signature is. And I'm, I'm fine with that. I wasn't ages ago because it wasn't a pleasant split, but I'm okay with it now. I will have people until I am close to in the ground talking to me about that AEW media scrum for the rest of my life, Bill. I think that's my one I hit. I know you will. I need another one. <laughs> that's why when, when I was turned down uh, for an interview from an AWA, AEW guy at the New Japan show, uh, he had texted their PR people and they said, no, the first thing in my head was Houseman. <laughs> okay. Just so you. everybody knows, Bill called me yesterday blaming me for AEW not giving more access to the press after what happened at all all out i don't really know that that's fair to put all the heat on me no I, I didn't put i just wanted you to know about it because uh, <laughs> I bet you did. it, you it all know. happened after you did that and then triple h at the <laughs> wrestlemania press conference uh i think he wanted to ban you from there he was fine. He was. He came out. He took the question. He said, "I don't want to answer." I said, "Okay." And we moved on. You know, that's that's just skillful. That was skillful. It, it was, skillful. It was, it was real reporting. And like I said, in the wrestling and sports entertainment business, uh, it's not always welcome. But again, I think the language used and everything um, was just not. And I, people are going to say, "Oh, he's an old fart here. He doesn't like the f bombs." But it's just not. It's not proper at a press conference. Period. The end. You no matter said... what you ask, no matter whether they think it's uh, spiteful, if it's nasty or whatever, as a professional athlete and performer in the public eye, you should watch your language. You sat there and watched Jerry Lawler on na recording for national television. Like, say what you will about the, the context of a media scrum, but this Jerry Lawler throwing hot coffee or Andy Coffin throwing hot coffee fuck you you dumb motherfucker pardon my French those were the words of Andy Kaufman as but he they said be, they bleeped him out 
Well, but it was one of the most iconic. That and the punk scrum. Right, but so they much knew profanity. it was going to be bleeped. They knew iconic. it was going to be bleeped. I don't know. So, well, and they it's... knew that Andy Kaufman was a, uh, a, a, a loose cannon, so to say. Okay? With CM Punk, I feel that it wasn't as... And again, I respect him immensely. But I think that he could have kept a more professional cool. Sure. Okay. Wow. And you there, can quote me on that. You will do. You well, Bill. Did. Well, Bill. I want to thank you so much for for the time. We went a little over past what I told you we were. No, no, do. it's fine. I was just going to say I need to uh, I need to get going. Yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna close it up here today at House of Wrestling. I'm putting I'm putting the fire out in the fireplace. Bill, where would you uh, like to send people to find you, follow you, support you? All those. Well, right people. underneath me, it says Bill after at after one wrestling, paying homage to the days I was with one wrestling. Dot com, and uh, you can find me at Wrestle Binge by Sports Kita on uh, YouTube. Uh, a lot of my videos are there, and some of the videos that don't make it to Wrestle Binge are still on BillAptor.com, which is the YouTube channel that will take you to One Wrestling Video because uh, that's still alive. And uh, I'm on Facebook, and uh, I don't do a lot of Instagram. And, uh, yeah, if you see me walking down the street and you start to cry each time we meet, walk on by. No, always stop me. Who wrote that song? Uh, Frankie Valley? No, that was uh, Burt Backrack. Ah, I was pretty, I was <laughs> close. I was in the, I was in the ballpark. Burt Backrack and the hit song was uh, by uh, Dionne Warwick. Wow. Mm, yeah. Legend. I don't was... know why I brought that up. No, it's a, it, hey, it's it's this was a this was the perfect way to end this. And going back to the Catskills, it's showtime. <laughs> eh? Hey, uh, oh yeah, no, we got to do. You got to say your you got to say your gimmick. You got to say your your catchphrase. Well, no, here. my closing line. So Nick and to all the residents here of the House of Wrestling, we will see you finish it, Nick, at the matches. <laughs>